Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Very exciting times at Double Deuce here. Very exciting times. We're uh, pleased to announce we still don't have a specific date for the live show, but we're working on that. Things got complicated. Things got messy. Friend of the podcast, Andy Morton, had a celebration of life yesterday. And yeah. honestly, our minds have been on that, dear listeners. Yes. So you'll please now bear we're ready with to us. redouble our, our live show efforts. And so hopefully yeah. sometime in the next few weeks. But as soon as we finally get confirmation from a venue, you will get that news. Also also, very exciting news coming down the pipeline regarding sponsorships. Uh, we have a sponsor. We I don't know how much one. we. I don't know how much we blow now, but um, I, I, uh, I, all we'll say maybe is that next uh, next episode that sponsorship will begin, and we'll be we'll be trying to get you to buy something for the nice people and, that gave us money. And they graciously provided us with money to order their product from Amazon to try it as we podcast. So you will actually hear our pure, unadulterated, at the moment we test the product, thoughts. Yes. I mean, it doesn't get any closer to real than this. No. It's going to be extremely real. It is going to be the realest, a very real episode of Double Deuce. The real world could never. Exactly. Hopefully with friends of the podcast, uh, Matt Gallison and uh, and Ed Parker, we're, we're locking in on that. We're locking in. But uh, we're trying. Yes. Big, big thing. We almost got together in person, but then it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to, but what with the celebration and what with various illnesses in the air, it, it didn't happen yet. Yeah, yeah. We're almost there. If you uh if you if you wanted to to watch the celebration of uh of the the, the life of Andy Morton, it's the, the the event's still up, I believe, and the there's a link to the it was streamed and there's a recording there. So if you're if you're like, Hey, I knew Andy and I'm listening to your podcast, I want to see that, then you can go there and, and watch that. Yes. I don't know exactly where it is. I can send you the link. Okay. You can put it in the in the description for the people. Yes. Perfect. Sweet. Uh, what else is going on? I mean, that was kind of a big deal. I mean, you know, it's not every day you lose your friend at the ripe old age of 53. Yeah. 54, 53 or 54. Anyway, too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Indeed. It was a real kick. It was, it was especially a kick because he, I mean, he'd been battling, but it really did seem like, you know, things were going along yeah. and, uh, yeah. and going in a positive direction. And then it, there's just a turn. And it was honestly, it kind of really kicked us in the gut. Yeah. I, I guess the takeaway from this is get your ass checked, kids. Always get your yeah. ass checked. Everybody yeah. needs an ass. When when you turn, I think it's 45 now, you can get uh, insurance will cover a colonoscopy. So if you're inch it up, 
towards those mid forties. Like, and I'm not going to lie to you. There's something refreshingly cleansing about a colonoscopy prep. I mean, it's gross. You know, you're dealing with, I mean, it is pretty cleansing. They're they're getting all that out. Yeah. Yeah. And you will poop a lot. Yep. So if you like pooping, why don't you get it checked? Here's a funny story about my colonoscopy prep. Did I tell the story of my colonoscopy prep? I think I did. I know we went through some colonoscopy information, but I don't remember the specifics. It's been a few episodes. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Casey, you are up to date with Steve Kraske. Yes. I I was actually, I did an interview with Amon for Amon's show, mm-hmm. uh, but I uh, was in the middle of my colonoscopy prep, so I, I phoned in from the toilet in my basement uh, with the laptop uh, between my legs because I was so petrified that I was going to poop myself during the interview with Steve Kraske. Okay. So you weren't actively uh, pooping, but you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to like have it hit me mid interview and then have to be like trying to do all this while I'm, while I'm still on the phone, you were preparing. I had one finger on the mute button and, mm-hmm. and, and I was, I was, I was keeping, trying to keep the proverbial turtle. Although in this, in this case, it was more like the proverbial fire hose in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, if I got it, I might have to do this. I hope it doesn't happen mid sentence. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Exactly. And you know, uh, I do, I do think, and I'm going to be honest here, dear listeners uh that my performance on that that show was better because my mind wasn't on worrying about being nervous yeah it was all it was all ass related mind and stuff the power of an ass fixated mind is is not something to be trifled with right no no some of our greatest human advancements have come from that yeah, in a lot of people plumbing. don't know this, but that's how Isaac Newton he he was like, "Oh, I got a shit," and then an apple fell. That's how he didn't see like, the apple coming. Yeah, yeah. Not but, a lot of people know that a little bit came out when it hit him. Leonardo da Vinci had a whole book of drawings dedicated to a toilet that you could walk around with because mm-hmm. he was a IBSD. Yep, a flying toilet too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah he liked that like helicopter idea so he had a helicopter toilet yep uh saint julian of norwich uh famous uh beatified lady nun pooping mm-hmm. beatified for pooping that's why the mona lisa was smiling because he, da vinci was pooping while he painted that it's it's true it's true he was in colonoscopy prep and uh, mm-hmm. and the pope's like I need you to paint a painting for me of this lady and put the lady in front of him. Yep. And uh, he's like, look it up. Look it up. All this is true. You know, it it is funny. Here we are talking about pooping on a podcast. I was was actually talking to my cousin, Paul, uh, about how we used to record on cassette tapes when I was about eight or nine. And, you know, our big our big joy was making poop jokes, including Poop Mart, which was like Walmart, but entirely a poop. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I, I'm taking a moment to appreciate the irony that I really haven't come that far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm you like, know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the classics. 
I'm a blog and a half from the hospital I was born in, and I'm still talking about poop on on recorded uh, on recorded meeting. And and you've passed it on because your boy he talks about poop a lot too. Oh my gosh, he sure does. He loves it. He loves it. Uh, his his newest thing is uh to run up and um and and make the dick fur joke. Right. Like, mm -hmm. uh, hey, dad, I, I, uh, I, I can't find my dick fur. Right. And and you're supposed to say, sorry, what, what's a dick fur? And then he said for being or whatever. Mm -hmm. But instead of he'll say, hey, dad, I can't find my look at this dick fur. And then he'll just pull down his pants. OK. Yeah. So he's trying, and, he's, you know, he's trying to trying to take the joke to a different level i suppose he's trying to to, to figure out a way to, to adapt it to make it evolve into some kind of new form of comedy yeah i mean dick related yeah mm -hmm. definitely um but it's like you know there are things you hear yourself saying and and you're just like this is my life and one of those is like son put your dick away come on no not not here not here yeah put your dick away And I mean, I haven't, uh, it, it doesn't kind of reinforce that notion that a lot of raising a child is like living with Jeremy Amon when he's drunk. Cause I, that yeah. sounds like the kind of thing you would say to Jeremy Amon, right? When he was drunk, put your dick away. Yeah. So it's pretty similar. So business opportunity, we okay. rent Amon out. Like, do you want to raise a child in this world? Mm -hmm. Before you do, here's a drunk Amon. Yeah, like it doesn't cost a lot. All it costs is enough for us to get drunk with almond, and then we just drop him off at your house. Yeah, and we'll even we'll even pick him up, but we won't clean up any messes he makes. No, we'll just we'll make sure he gets home. Yeah, yeah, and maybe a little extra, you know, like tip him for his trouble. Uh, or he might be able to get home by himself do. because I feel like you've got to go through the whole him being. You can't just you can't tap out an hour in because you can't tap out with a kid. You gotta you gotta. You gotta ride that that ride till it comes to a full and complete stop. I mean, you're assuming that we can even find him to take him home. Like that time that we went to the fucking uh when the, the Jayhawks won the national championship and we went down into the, the, the throng, the monkey business down Massachusetts Street, like I lost him within five minutes. I couldn't find him for a long time. And then I find him later and I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, man, this car pulled up and there was this kind of hot chick in it and along some dudes. And I got in the car and I went with them and I was in Eudora for a while. I'm like, <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Apparently they did. He did some drugs in Eudora and then he, uh, okay. Then he came back to his house at some point. Anyway. So that might I happen mean, while he's with you. If any cars pull up and then you're, yeah, I mean, then you're gonna have to deal with that because he, it's like he's your kid. What if your kid hopped into a, a car to go do drugs in Eudora? What would you do? You're gonna have to figure it out on the fly because it could happen. This is gonna give you such an advanced take on parenting that the first three kids are gonna seem easy for you because you're gonna be like, "Oh, I got this." Uh oh oh uh doesn't doesn't wanna doesn't wanna get up in the morning because because he pooped himself. Oh, I got this. So I feel uh, like they, oh. they, there are things where they like, you know, they have the the class things are like to let you know what it's like with a baby where they have like the, the little robot baby that cries at certain times and needs certain things and you do the things.
But what they don't train you for is that, yeah, like once that kid gets a bit older and, and is able to run around and, and, and get into business, there's nothing to train you for that. But now yeah. there is. I'm telling you, you know what I think we should do, though, Nelson? Subscription service. So that way you just kind of use your almond as long as you need it, and then you just pass them on to somebody else. Or you could share your password, and then they could use your almond like, if they needed to. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. It seems like the future. The future is now, and we are the future. And again, it's less expensive than, like, paying for some kind of some kind of newfangled fancy robot kid that you got to like try to figure out how to raise. It's just, just got to give us enough money to get us all drunk. And then, then he's yours. Well, and you can't even be sure that your robot kid is, is not going to be homicidal. Like that Megan movie, like that didn't turn out too well. Exactly. But if you get an almond, like he's going to be pretty drunk. So if he does get violent, which he doesn't really, he generally just gets, uh, just, just more drunk. But if he does, then, you know, you can, you can, you can, uh, be pretty sure that you're not going to get hurt because his coordination isn't great. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, uh, it, it's the difference between fast zombies and slow zombies. Like yeah. Megan, Megan's a fast zombie. Almond's a, a slow zombie. Right. So right. It's got to be quick enough to, to keep, just keep out of his reach. Yeah, I don't want to victim blame, but it's on you if you can't escape his wrath. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it also, like, that's what you're going to, again, like, what if your kid loses it? You got to be ready. You got to be ready. Once again, you know, this world failing to prepare is, is, is preparing to fail. Whether it's this world doing a radio interview when you're probably going to have to poop in the middle or parenting a drunk almond words to live by yeah and and you know one thing i've always respected about you nelson you uh, are a man who is prepared like you took that boy scout motto be prepared and you were like hold my beer i'm gonna be the most prepared and you live that life you live that motto right yeah so if, if this is uh, helpful and effective for you surely it'll be helpful and effective for the paying public exactly this this is uh yeah th- this this comes from a, a a lot of uh like like these are practices that have been tried out and and perfected over over decades and decades that we're implementing here so you know you can trust it let me ask you this before you met Amon how ready on a scale of one to ten would you have felt about being a parent less um, okay less uh probably prob- i was probably Amin. like a two or a three and now i'm probably up to at least a six yeah see the proof is in the pudding mm-hmm. yeah That's no a, I, a I think weird... this is we're gonna make a lot of money off this the problem is we're gonna it's gonna be so in demand we're gonna need more than one almond at one point and that's when things are gonna get tricky yeah, I thought about that. At first, I thought, you know, let's just give him some stuff to smoke that keeps him awake. Yeah. Um, but then I thought that could potentially have its own drawbacks. It's true. We don't want to accidentally turn him into a fast zombie by giving him yeah. too much stuff to wake him up too much. Um, that's the that's the point of the alcohol is to dull his senses and his reaction times and his balance. It's true. This isn't just us. Maybe, maybe though, the thing is, maybe we should be like one of the the, the big problems with with late stage capitalism is the the 
need to keep maximizing profits over and over and over again. And maybe we just need to be happy with maximizing the profit of one almond and then be like, well, we've reached we've reached the pinnacle of how far we can get with this business model because almonds booked solid for months. Well, and and then I think you lean into the exclusivity of the thing. It's mm-hmm. like not everybody's going to be able to get an almond. So it's some true. people are going to have to resort to other drunk knockoffs and it's we'll not going to We'll well probably be them. able to like price, like create different price plans, especially for like, if people got more money, well, they can pay more money to, to parent a drunk almond. But if, if some people are, you know, they're, they're not doing so well financially, but they want to know about parenting, like we can, we can give you a, a reduced rate to, to parent a drunk almond in that case. Yeah. You can get like a recording. We'll just record almond for like three hours and you can have that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can maybe you gotta like share with like a couple other people. Like you know maybe you're you've got more of a blended family situation. Maybe you've got like a step kid or like maybe a, like a a parent who lives in the house with you or something. And so you can pool that money a little bit more. Or uh... or you could go like event specific. Like you could just do like a birthday party mm-hmm. or uh, a trip to the K. Yeah, uh, something you like know, going something to a theme park. Lines. Which like times yeah. where especially like the parenting difficulty knob is going to be turned up higher. Like it lets you, even if you think you're like, you know, I helped raise like a younger sibling or some cousins or something, but you know, it was, I always had like some other people to fall back on or that once again, it wasn't my kid. So I had the out, but if it's just you and you were putting you in a yeah. high stress situation again, like a place where he could, it's not like we was just in your house. There's only so many like hidey holes he could get into as long as you, you know, like lock the doors and the windows, it'll keep him contained. But when you're trying to take him out into the world, who knows what he could get into? I feel like we're onto a, a big plan here. Uh, we're we're going to come up with some pricing and, and mm-hmm. we're going to have this a little more fleshed out for y'all um, very soon. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you'd like to rent Amon, you can uh, let us know. Hashtag DD rent that almond. Uh, that is rent, R E N T, bat, D A T, almond, A U M A N. Rent that almond. And let us know you'd like to rent him, and we will quote you uh, a rate sometime within the next sort of four to six weeks. We do not move fast. No, no. Also, he's probably we probably can't work him day after day. He's probably gonna need some breaks to sober up because we don't want to leaving Las Vegas almond. No, no. Uh only here it'd be like in Kansas, it'd be like leaving Sack and Fox Casino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to do that either. Wanna... No. So yeah, you, I it, mean, it we, would be a real will... it would be a real uh problem for our business model if we if we got him like cirrhosis or or dead or something. We need to we need to keep the money maker alive. Yeah, that's the truth. That is just because uh, again, we've already talked about business. how there's just the one of them. So, like, yeah, we're gonna we gotta, ask we gotta, you to fill we out. Got to get uh, as much money out of him as we can. We're gonna ask you to fill out a bunch of paperwork. There's gonna be a lot of paperwork involved. Again, like yeah. you're you're totally responsible for him. You'll be you'll be signing signing that. So anything that happens, it's on you, brother. Our, yeah. our our lawyer, Spicy Beef Gauss, will draw up appropriate paperwork for you to sign. 
And if you get the gold package, he'll do it in assless chaps. Yes. Again, that's a more advanced package because it's like, what if he poops himself? When he's wearing pants, you've at least got a barrier between him and, and your house. If he's in assless chaps, no barrier. That's You're living right at the razor's edge. These are the challenges our product provides for you, uh, but all of which are related to raising a child. Um, I don't want to say we're the next Dr. Spock's, like not not Dr. Spock from Star Trek, but Dr. Spock, the kind of weird. I don't cult, think that, that Spock wasn't a doctor. They just called him Mr. The one, the one on Star Trek. He wasn't? I'm pretty sure he was Mr. Spock. He didn't he didn't get a doctorate? If he if he did, he didn't make a big deal about making people call him doctor. He was just like, you know, please, Dr. Spock is my father. I'm Mr. Spock. I feel like he would have at least got like a fucking online certificate from Phoenix University or something. I mean, he was like a science officer, so he probably had some kind of, you know, postgraduate work at least. Mm. Mm. but well, you know, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't put on airs he didn't he was a mister no he did put on airs he had big airs through the whole thing big oh, pointy airs. Oh, shit. yeah yeah i did that i did that to you i'm sorry i'm sorry i've been living a, a, a nightmare life for the last few weeks uh where everyone i know and loved uh, keeps dying and everything is their awful. dicks out and taking their dicks out. Uh, so it's all a party around here. Sorry, if you I was taking be, notes. If you could be one famous uh, NPR radio personality, who would you be? Uh, probably Johnny Radio. Is that a NPR radio personality? Oh, yeah. He was like the original one. He was the one who made it cool back in the day. He was the first one to come in. Before then, all the DJs talked like Wolfman Jack, and he's the first one mm -hmm. that came in with the NPR radio voice. Yeah, this but he Jack still had radio. he had like a deeper. It was like a it was like a real rich kind of tenor, bordering on even a baritone. So it was real like it really it sucked you in. But he still had yeah. that the very measured pace, the very calm demeanor. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He was the one, like, when when the, there was the Iran hostage problems there during the revolution, he was the one on NPR, you know, giving that news. And he made you feel safe. Yeah. You, you know who I would be? Who? Kansas uh, News Service's Stephen Caranda. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Because I do a really good Stephen Caranda impression. Do it. I'm Stephen Caranda. That's pretty good. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, I, 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 I have only talked to the man on Twitter and I said, my, I, I do a very good impression of you. My, my wife says it's very good. And he said, ah, oh, thanks. But I think he likes me because I, I do you doubt think he likes you because, or in spite of the, the, imitation the impression well i'm i'm guessing like a lot of like news and radio people get into it because folks have been like you know you've got a great voice for radio and they're like oh yeah maybe i should try that 
And and so when somebody uh, you know, celebrates that voice, I imagine it's quite a tough experience. But I mean, personally, I would find it a little weird if someone said to me, I do a really good impression of you. My wife thinks it's great. I'd be like, okay, you sound like a weird old pervert. Yeah. Do you have an impression of yourself? No, I can't do yeah. myself. I can't, I can't assume like what if someone were to, to say that they've got an impression of you and then they were to do it. I don't I'm 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 interested in what that impression would sound like, what it would encompass. Like Jack does an impression of me, but it's mostly just her like like grabbing at her nose frantically and then pulling uh, like pushing her hair back and like repeating things and saying oh, a lot. So she kind of her impression is based more on your 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 cocaine eighties times. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She does it uh, best in like a pink suit jacket with a with a, an undershirt uh, underneath um, at sunset mm -hmm. in Miami. Yeah, if anyone who missed the Will's cocaine eighties wonders what they were like, it wasn't entirely different from those old coked out uh stand-up sets that robin williams would do where he was like climbing the scaffolding and stuff yeah yeah i mean i often less impressions but to... not not no impressions as we all know will's a famous mimic of of many of many people so there were impressions but not to the I'm same Steven extent Duran. as robin williams he wasn't like going in, in and out of them as quickly he was setting them up and knocking them down yeah and really it was only two impressions it was Christopher Walken and, and Stephen Caranda. Mm -hmm. I feel like you do other impressions than those two. I feel like you've done other impressions on here other than those two. I don't remember I what have. they were, but I remember there was a bunch of them. You should probably do your well, walking again for the people. Oh, my God. I love that Christopher Walken Super Bowl commercial where everybody was doing Christopher Walken and Christopher Walken. It made me really happy, but also a little jealous. Yeah. Because I wanted to be in there. I'm Christopher Walken. You know, I, oh, I, I, it's me, Christopher Walken. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you want to do a quick sports corner because your team won a Super Bowl again. Oh, yeah. Go Chiefs. Good job. You did a good job. Now change your name. So something less offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, you know, the, the chop, which I would hope would go yeah. with a less, you know, offensive name that they would be no basis in reality to continue doing the chop but do you want to hear my conspiracy theory yes all right so gordon ramsey was at the super bowl game and i think that it was because there are conversations in motion to change the name to the chefs and the mascot is going to be gordon ramsey and so they're going to be the kansas city gordon ramsey chefs and uh well, and where they make be... like the the suit like a like a gordon ramsay like mascot yeah oh yeah oh yeah but, definitely but the, and, and the, like the it... way they make it like most mascots don't talk but this this mascot will just scream obscenities at people exactly and instead of a hot dog gun he's gonna have a bangers and mash gun oh man yeah that sounds messy well maybe a bangers gun and a mass trebuchet yeah yeah, that, that 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 it seems to work a little. I was or I was wondering is, is it almost like a like uh some kind of 
water balloon like launcher where he just like puts a bunch of bangers and mash in a in a plastic bag and then hurls it at people. Oh man, I can't think of many things more disturbing than a single serving of mashed potatoes shoved inside a water balloon and hurled at you with great force. <laughs> yeah. It just it just doesn't sound pleasant. I mean, there's worse things to fill into a balloon and shoot at people with great force, but that's the topic for next week. Yep, we'll get to that next week. Double deuce. Look forward to it. Hashtag, what are you putting in a balloon? Double deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're a Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook, and our email is doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the deck of deuces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever five podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.